Welcome to the Christian Life Podcast. At Christian Life, we're all about making disciples of all generations. If you'd like to connect with us and find out more about what's going on here, you can find us on Facebook at CLC Gridley, and of course on the web at clcgridley.org. We hope that God speaks to you through the message you're about to hear. Hey everyone, I am so excited about what I'm going to share with you. I mean, we are now in our sixth week of this James series. It has been phenomenal. I've been loving it, man. The, the message that my wife uh, gave for us last week challenged me to my core. I mean, goodness. You know, we've got phone calls all day on Sunday like, wow, that was messed up. Why was your wife preaching at me? It is so unreal. You know, if you have ever talked, and I guess when I'm saying if you, we all have at some point or another, we've talked to someone that questions whether or not the Bible is still relevant today. You know, I was talking with someone just this week, and I was saying, man, anyone that had ever questioned the relevance of the Bible only needs to read the book of James, and they'll realize, oh my gosh, this is God's Word, and it is still impactful today. Everything that James wrote to, and everything that he was speaking about, and challenging the people that were walking through hardship about all those years ago, it's still a struggle for you and I today, which is perfectly evidenced by what we talked about last, uh, last time, in controlling our mouth. So far in this James series, man, we have talked about so many different things. We've talked about faith and endurance. We've talked about not being just a listener of the word, but a doer of the word. We've talked about prejudice. We've talked about faith without works is dead. You can have all the faith in the world, but if you're not putting it into action, it means nothing. I mean, challenging challenging stuff. And then, of course, last week, and watch your mouth. You know, we're going to get in, and, and we've got a passage of Scripture that I'm going to read with you, and we're actually going to read it in two different translations. And then I'm going to share some themes, some, some main thoughts, and some sub-thoughts that I've taken from that. And, and we just, I want to bring that to you, and we'll have some good conversation about that. So let's, let's go ahead and jump right in, and let's do this. Before we read the New Living Translation in this passage, uh, again, the passage we're talking about is James chapter 3, and we're going to actually be reading uh, verses 13 through the end of chapter 3, but the uh, the message translation, got it right here, it says this, listen to the words here. Not a huge fan of the message, but this I felt was right on. Starting in, in verse 13 of James chapter 3, it says, do you want to be counted wise? To build a reputation for wisdom. Here's what you do. Live well. Live wisely. Live humbly. It's the way you live. I love this. Catch it. It's the way you live, not the way you talk that counts. Mean-spirited ambition isn't wisdom. Boasting that you're wise isn't wisdom. It's the furthest thing from wisdom. It's animal cunning. It's devilish conniving whenever you're trying to look better than others or get the better of others. Things fall apart and everyone ends up at the other's throats. This is 17 to 18. It says, 
real wisdom, God's wisdom begins with a holy life. Begins with a holy life and is characterized by getting along with others. It's gentle and reasonable, overflowing with mercy and blessings, not hot one day and cold the next, not two-faced. You can develop a healthy, robust community that lives right with God and enjoy its results only if you do the hard work of getting along with each other, treating each other with dignity and honor. Now, we're going to go ahead and read the, the New Living Translation. It's, it's the same passage. It just words a little bit differently. This will be closer to maybe what, what you're familiar with, and it says it this way. I know we're reading the same thing twice. Just stick with me. I promise you there's some good stuff here. It says, if you're wise and you understand God's ways, live a life of steady goodness so that only good deeds will pour forth so that only good deeds will pour forth. And if you don't brag about the good you do, then you will be truly wise. But if you are bitterly jealous and there's selfish ambition in your hearts, don't brag about being wise. That's the worst kind of lie. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Listen, it didn't say it's not wisdom. It says it's not God's kind of wisdom. What does it tell us? It tells us that there's two kinds of wisdom. There's God's wisdom, and then there's the wisdom of the earth, right? It's, there's, there's what sounds right, but the Bible also says that the ways of the world, you know, things may sound right to us, but that's not God's ways, right? It says, for jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and motivated by the devil. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and every kind of evil. I've got this next part underlined in my Bible, and I'd suggest you do the same thing in yours. It says, but wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure. It's also peace-loving. It's gentle at all times and willing to yield to others. It's full of mercy and good deeds. It shows no partiality and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of goodness. Will reap a harvest of goodness. Now, as we read this passage, as we read James chapter 3, verse 13 to 18, I recognize, as I'm sure you did, because we've now read the same passage twice, just with a little different wording, there's one main thought. And this main thought brings me back to my childhood. My favorite Bible character, my favorite person from Scripture, my, my favorite stories when I was a kid were the stories of Solomon. Now, if you've read your Bible you know that the end of Solomon's life wasn't quite as cool as the beginning. The end of his life, he made that transition from godly wisdom to earthly wisdom, and it messed him up, man. He had so many wives. He got sucked into believing and worshiping other idols and other gods, and, and just his life went crazy. But the beginning of his life started with him in a dream, coming before God, and God saying, what do you want? 
as a, as a young king, him having the knowledge, the, the foresight to say, I want wisdom. And God in return says, because you ask for wisdom, not wealth, because you ask for wisdom, not power, I'll give you all of it. The Bible says that Solomon was the wisest man that has ever walked the face of the earth. That is cool, man. My, my favorite story about Solomon is uh, there's, a, there's another passage where it talks about how there were two women and they both had babies. And I'm assuming they lived together and, and you know, in one room one night, the, uh, the, these two moms, they go to sleep and one of the moms in her sleep rolls over on her baby and, and accidentally kills her baby. And in the middle of the night, she wakes up and she sees this and she goes and she exchanges her baby for her friend's baby. And then in the morning, the other mother wakes up and realizes this baby that's dead, sleeping in her bed with her, is not her child. And they take this before King Solomon and in his wisdom... He says, well, I know one way to get to the bottom of this. And he says, let's cut the baby in half. It sounds morbid, but Solomon knew because of that wisdom, because of that godly wisdom, he knew that the correct mother, the real mom, would step forward and say, that's my child, and I would rather it live with this other woman than die. And that's exactly what happened. The one mom that her, her baby had died said, okay, that's fine with me. And the other, no, let her have the baby. And, and obviously that showed King Solomon who the real mom was. Wisdom is incredibly, incredibly important. And that's exactly what we see this passage in James 3 talking about. The importance of wisdom. Now think on this. How important is wisdom that James includes this in with some of these incredible topics that we've talked about. Right after talking about, hey, if you learn to control your tongue, nothing is impossible for you. Right after he's done talking about prejudice and not allowing partiality and favoritism to rule in our lives, right after he's done talking about all of these incredibly difficult things that we still struggle with today, he brings up the topic, of living our life not just with earthly wisdom, but with godly wisdom. And then he goes on to tell us how to get it. It's incredible. This is why I'm so passionate about taking God's word and applying it to our life. Because it's real, guys. It's real. We need this. Now, obviously, if the main theme of these verses is wisdom, there are some sub-themes. There's some other ideas, some thoughts that come to mind that I want us to look at briefly. And the first, if you look at the beginning portion of this passage, and it's talking, if, you, if you're wise and you understand God's ways, this is verse 13, live a life of steady goodness so that only good deeds will pour forth. And then it begins to get into our second little sub-plot. It says, if you don't brag about the good things you do, then you will be truly wise. But if you are bitterly jealous and there's selfish ambition in your hearts, don't brag about being wise because it's a lie. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and motivated by the devil. This, this first sub-theme that I see come up is a theme that we talk about often. It's motives motives. See, because you know this, and I know this, because every one of us, we have 
you know, we have personal experience with this of someone doing the right thing with the wrong motives. If I want to help you, and I do everything I can to help you, but I'm doing it to make myself look good. I'm doing it so that I can stand with my friends and say, hey, did you know that I helped feed that family? Yeah, that single mom, she needed food and I gave it to her. You know, another portion of scripture, I believe it says that when we do things like this, we've already received our reward. We've received it here. You know, God wants to reward us. He wants to use us. And we, when we begin to brag, and when we begin to, to do things with the wrong motives, clearly demonstrates there, that's, that's not wisdom. You know, as I just said, you're getting your reward. Wisdom is doing those good deeds, right? It's doing what verse 13 says, you know, allowing those good deeds and only good deeds to pour forth. That's a challenging thought. I mean, I, I would like to think that many of our lives, they're marked by good deeds. But can we say that our life is only marked by good deeds? Good days, bad days. You know, as, as a believer, as someone, you know, and maybe you haven't made this decision yet. But, but if you have made that decision to commit your life to Jesus, to, to being a Christian, of being Christ-like, we don't have the luxury of bad days. Every day, every moment, we're people, we make mistakes, man, we mess up all the time. I mess up all the time. I can't tell you how many times I've got to go back and apologize because I did something. I wasn't meaning to, but I, but it, I know that I didn't carry myself how I would like to in that moment. We don't have the luxury of bad days. We need to strive every day, every moment, every interaction, every conversation to live our lives not only with good motives, to live our lives and strive toward godly wisdom. But man, we need to live our life as an example. I want to live my life as a good example with godly motives, not just to look good. Let's be honest. If we do things with the motive of looking good, those memories will fade. People will forget about how, I mean, let's be real too. We know when people do things for the wrong motives. We can pick that out from a mile away. That guy, that lady, man, she just, she does the right thing when other people are watching. She loves to be patted on the back. Oh, Susie, you did such a great job. But it didn't feel genuine. It's the wrong motives. So this is the first sub-theme that I see here, and it's, it's this, this internal struggle. It's this, this right motives versus wrong motives, and, and we clearly see when we do things with our right motives, it leads us towards wisdom. We do things with the wrong motives, and it clearly says there that, man, that, that's not godly wisdom. That's earthly wisdom. That's earthly. It's unspiritual. It's of the devil, right? I mean, that's, that's a pretty strong statement. I like to joke around with stuff, you know, but, but that's, that's clearly there. For jealousy and selfishness 
are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and motivated by the devil. When we do things to look good for other people, that's not God-inspired. The second sub-theme that I see here is, you know, I, I see a clear link between, and we're going to talk a little bit more on this, but I see a clear link between wisdom and peace. Wisdom and peace. Now this, I'm assuming, if I was in your living room, if I was in your car with you, and we were having this conversation face to face, there might be some pushback here. But I've got a couple things that I want to read to you. As I was reading one of my uh, commentaries, uh, this was a, a, a quote that I want to read to you, and it, it really affected me. And we're going to kind of use this to springboard for the next couple minutes. And it says this. This is Matthew Henry writing on this passage. He says, True wisdom may be known by the meekness of the spirit and temper. For nothing hinders the regular apprehension, the, the solid judgment and impartiality of thought necessary to our acting wisely so much as passion. When we're mild and calm, we are best able to hear reason and best able to speak it. Wisdom produces meekness and meekness increases wisdom. I'm going to repeat that last sentence again because when I read that, it hit me like a ton of bricks. As someone who lives my life priding myself on my passion, right? I joke with people, and really it's not a joke because I mean it, that with me, there's no in the middle. There's no, you know, there's no middle ground. I love something, I hate something. I, if I do something, I do it with every part of my being or I don't do it at all. As a person that lives my life in passion, this spoke directly to me as I believe it speaks directly to you. This is that sentence one more time. It says, wisdom produces meekness. And meekness increases wisdom. Yeah, I want to speak for a moment on some things here in verse 17. We're given a list. We're given a list of marks. You know, it's things that, uh, it's proof. It's fruit of heavenly, of godly wisdom. Verse 17, it gives, it lists purity, right? It says that, Godly wisdom is pure. Again, hinting back to our motives, right? When we do things with no ulterior motives, we're doing things out of the goodness of our heart, right? The good inside of us, we can't help but it overflowing. It's godly wisdom. The second one is what we're talking about now. It's peace-loving. Godly wisdom is peace-loving. I want to pause here before we continue down this list. You know, there's some other incredible ones, and we're not going to go this deep on all of them. But I want to pause here because this is that part where I believe that if we go back and forth, we might get some differing opinions. Godly wisdom is peace-loving. You know, when you and I, when we think about people in our lives that we've interacted with that we would consider to be wise— I'm going to make a guess. I'm going to make an assumption. And I know sometimes assumptions can get us in trouble. But here's my guess. I know in my life, everyone that I look at and I say, wow, that person is a person of wisdom. They walk in wisdom, man. They just, you know, they're not perfect. They make mistakes. But 
they just have a really good idea of what's going on. You know, these people that we look at and we say, that person, that man, that woman, they give very, very good advice. There's a couple character traits that I believe, and this is where I'm making that assumption, where I'm, I'm guessing for you, they probably look similar. You know, I mean, when I think of the people in my life that God has surrounded me with, that walk and live their life with wisdom, most of the time, they're pretty even keel. They don't usually have the really high highs and really low lows that, that are a mark of passion. Usually, you know, they care deeply. Don't get me wrong. They care deeply. But most of the time, they're, they carry themselves. Their countenance is pretty, you know, it's pretty centered. Meekness. They don't get super high because this is the, you know, there is a lot of positives about passion. Passion inspires us to keep going when others would stop. Passion inspires us to, you know, to charge that mountain. A lot of incredible things have been done throughout history because of passion. But what passion, when passion becomes a, a disadvantage, is passion like Matthew Henry said in that quote that I read to you, it can cloud our judgment. When we live our lives with passion, a lot of times it also fogs our, our, our mind, right? It clouds our mind over and it, it stops us from being able to listen to the voices of others. I've seen this in my life. I get an idea in my mind and there ain't nothing stopping me, right? I will run through a brick wall to see this accomplished. When if I paused and I listened to the counsel of others, my plan may be better. I'm just being real. This is a struggle that I have. And I know I'm not the only one, so the secret's out of the bag. But most of these people that we look at and we, you know, we kind of say, hey, that person, they've, they are, they are a man, they're a woman of wisdom. Usually they're even keeled. That's why they're able to give such good advice. That combined with what God has done in them, man, it equips them to listen and respond in a calculated way. They're not ruled by passion. They're not high highs and low lows. They don't have to worry about saying the wrong thing at, at the wrong moment because they're just so worked up. I think that you and I, we need to recognize. We need to thank God for that passion. But when we get in moments where we're seeking counsel, where we're seeking wisdom, I think we need to learn and we need to practice to not leave the passion at the door, but we need to learn to be able to step back from that passion, right? Step back from those emotions, those feelings that, and we need to learn to listen. We need to learn to accept wisdom because that's when it's going to come into play in our life. That's when it's going to, to take effect. There is so much there. As we continue down the list of these marks of godly wisdom, we see that people that live their life with godly wisdom, you know, not only are they pure in their motives, they're their life is marked by purity. Not only are they peace-loving, right? They pursue peace. They're gentle. They're yielding to others. 
good deeds, right? Their life is marked by them. Like verse 13 says, they're merciful. You know, they, they don't show partiality. And one that, that now, just as much as it ever has been, but, but I think it's even come more to the forefront now, they're sincere. There's a lot of, of fake people out there. There's a lot of people that are doing the right thing for the wrong reason. They're, they're saying the right thing for the wrong reasons. But remember back to what the message says in, in this passage. It doesn't matter what you say, but what you do. You know, you and I, we're familiar with a statement that we've probably heard since we were kids. Actions speak louder than words. As I read through this passage, wisdom is something that I seek. Something that I hope that you seek. Not just earthly wisdom. Right? There are a lot of people that are ruled by passion, that live their life in earthly wisdom. Right? They're smart. Call it street smarts. Call it whatever you want. But their life is not marked by purity. Their life isn't peace living, right? They're going to say what they want to say when they want to say it. And this is what I say to you. Don't just pursue wisdom. Pursue godly wisdom. I think that's what James is trying to say to us. And then he's saying, hey, these are the road markers for godly wisdom. I want my life to be marked by that. And my prayer for you is that your life would be marked by that as well. I want us to be people that we live our lives with godly wisdom. You know why? Because we're in a world, we're surrounded by people that are looking for the real deal. They're looking for the real deal. They want to know if there's any credibility in this God thing, right? They want to know if it's real. And when you and I, when we walk in godly wisdom, when our neighbor, when our friend, when our family member is walking through difficulty and God gives us favor with them and they turn to us and they ask for help and they ask us, hey, what do you think about this situation? What would you do? We can respond in many ways. When someone's wronged them, we can say, hey, we can act on earthly wisdom and say, well, man, this is what I would do. I'd totally get them back. I would do this. I would do that. Or we can respond with godly wisdom. Wisdom marked by purity. Wisdom marked by peace. In the pursuit of peace, right? The Bible says to, if at all possible, live at peace with everyone. My wife tells me this scripture all of the time. If at all possible, live at peace. Godly wisdom marked by being gentle, by being sincere. So much here, guys. There's so much that we haven't talked about yet. I'd encourage you, dive in, read through this passage. This word has kind of gotten tweaked in our culture today, but I'd encourage you to meditate, right? Not um, meditate, but, but read over and think through these passages because I believe that there's so much here that God wants to share with you. God wants us to live our life with godly wisdom. I'd love to pray for you. God, right now, I ask that you would help us. There's a reason this identifier of godly wisdom comes before the word wisdom. 
is because there are other kinds. God, many of us, we have lived our life. God, we've succeeded in business. We've succeeded in relationships with earthly wisdom. And if someone does wrong to us, we respond back in a calculated way. God, but I'm asking that you would begin to show each one of us, God, through this passage, through situations in our life, God, through mentors, through people in our life that love us and want the best for us. God, I pray that you would begin to show us an example of godly wisdom. God, help us to be people that can not just receive this in our own life, God, but we can be that person for others. God, I thank you for the work you're doing in our hearts. God, James has been such a hard-hitting book. I am loving it, but man, oh man, I'm feeling it at the same time. I pray as each one of these points, as each one of these topics comes up, I pray that you would speak to us through them. God, in over the next couple days, God, right now, as we take time to think about it, I pray that you'd speak to us on this topic of godly wisdom. God, we thank you that your word says that we can ask and you will give it. God, so right now, I ask for myself, I ask for my friends listening, God, for your godly wisdom. God, help us in our life. Help us to live it out, to model it every day. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. We trust you've been encouraged and challenged to grow. If we can help you grow in your relationship with Jesus, please connect with us on Facebook or on clcgridley.org. We're now offering this same content and much more in video form on YouTube. We'll put the link below. If you'd like access to that information, please subscribe so you'll stay up to date on what's going on here. See you next week on the Christian Life Podcast.